Welcome back. Yay! If Wow, that sounded like I was going through puberty for a minute there. Yay! <laughs> it's either squeaky mm-hmm. or, or squawky. <laughs> prepubescent 13-year-old boy. I'm not sure where I land, but today, here I am. I'm just showing up. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> if you're so joining good. us for the first time, welcome. If you are coming back again and again and again, thank you. We're glad to have you back. Each time. Thank Every you for time. pressing play and... And leaving this hour with us. I know. This is, uh, we appreciate that. We, we do. do. Yeah, we do. This is you fun. know what I'm not appreciating was that full moon the other night. Ooh, I mean, it was pretty. Don't get me wrong. It I love pretty. looking at it. But mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, oh boy, was it a doozer around here. Shoo. Meadow with court was just lit. Lit. Turned up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so we, so we respond to the moon. Yeah. In weird ways. I know I do. Yeah. I always, I just felt like there were so many things coming, what felt like full circle. And I'm sure that there is some, like, science behind that. But, like, there were so many, like, I just call them, like, loose ends that I felt got tied up. And, like, things that I've been searching, like, for closure on or at least, like, can I just get a little more clarity on this issue? And I felt like it was all presented this, like, over the past 48 hours or 72. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I feel a lot better about a lot of things, but, like, there was some really rough, like... Turbulence. Rough and sticky at the same time. Do you ever get that feeling where you're like, every it's just, it's hard, but I feel sticky. (laughs) Like, it was in a weird, it was a weird space. But I'm glad that I went through it because today I'm feeling great. I feel like whatever I've been working through is definitely Mm -hmm. in a place that it's supposed to be. I'm getting there, mm-hmm. moving closer to it, but it's it's still a little bit sticky. But I think that I'm a little always behind you and stuff. I've, I say this all the time. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you're like a day behind, off air. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like I'm always like right behind you. Like when you get there before <laughs> me, it's really weird. And but I think I'm gonna get there and maybe next week or something. But yeah, uh, I was really responding. I was I wasn't moody. I was just on edge, and yes. I felt like I I was raw and emotional for not really a reason like there was nothing going on i was just well, there was but it's not like something that needed to be have that rawness yes <laughs> and i was yeah. like lashing out <laughs> and then your kids lash out yeah Whew. i mean we had some tempers and dan had been out of town this past weekend so i feel like i've been going like you know single parent mode and there was a point like last night that i looked at the girls and i was like listen i'm not angry i'm just tired so when i tell you to go upstairs and brush your teeth and put your jammies on please do it i don't want to have to ask more than once i want any silly faces in the mirror tonight before you brush your teeth Uh, i I just i need your help and they both looked at me with like dead concern and they're like you got it mom and i was like thank you because i think they knew they were like she's like one Mm -hmm. like me telling her no away from losing her shit i don't want to see that so see that I'm going to help mom out tonight. I'm going to brush my teeth. Get into bed. Boom. Go the fuck to sleep. Right. (laughs) We made it. We did. We made it. We made it. And full moons are really cool because, like you just said, it's, like, transitional. And I I really do feel like even if you don't believe in that or you do believe in it, but it's something – it's a phase and phases are meant to end and you're meant to transition into a different space. So I always find so much comfort in that because we're always transitioning. We're always moving forward. And today's episode mm-hmm. is a Barrett reboot. Woo-hoo! So if you have listened to Barrett's episode, you know that her story on addiction is 
very compelling. Uh, she gets very vulnerable, very raw in this episode, and we love it. And it's actually our most highest downloaded episode of all time. So the, it, it's affected a lot of people, and it's um, she was able to share her message with a you know with over a thousand people, which was her goal. She wanted to share her goal or share her story with a thousand people, and she crushed it. So she went well over that. Very very excited for. Just to be able to open the door and begin the conversation with someone who maybe needed just to hear it the way Barrett explained it. Because it was explained in a way that it hasn't been said a thousand times, mm-hmm. but you felt so at home with it. Yes. And I think that that is what, when you hear it, you're, you're really, you really feel her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes it's not always the way that you hear a story yeah because you know like you hear someone speaks a thousand you know they've done a thousand times right but this is one of her first times and it was very real yeah Yeah. so Uh, i'm really excited about this yes and in fact we are going to be chatting with barrett and her dad who we call papa g he is going to be coming on with her um so we're going to be sharing that story a little bit later this week and we think it's going to be because we talked a lot about her addiction in the first episode, but now we want to we want to come back and we want to talk about recovery and what that looks like and what that journey looked like for her and definitely ask her dad questions about his recovery and how his recovery was so integral in her recovery story. So I think that that's like a really great story that um, is just the perfect follow up to her addiction story. It's I can't wait to see what comes out of this because when we heard her story, we immediately knew like we have to have Papa G on mm-hmm. to hear how he deals with things and how he uses his community and how his community helped his daughter and how they're still spreading this love. And it is amazing. Yeah. So, and we also have some really fun stuff coming up uh, yeah, this fall. We do. So, uh, we're really excited because October we're going to be kicking off a series about women in business and what you know entrepreneurship looks like on many different hats and many different faces. And um, so that's kind of like the the series that we're going with in October. But we actually start that series um, on November, or November September thirtieth. September thirtieth. So um, we've got some really cool guests lined up, and I can't wait for them to share their stories because right. I think they're really inspiring. And I think you're going to learn a lot from these women. Even if you're not in business, you can learn a lot from just motivation, keeping your life going, whatever drives your purpose. How to tackle a goal. I mean, it's it's awesome. So I'm I'm really excited to share that, you know, with with you guys. And then in November, we've got some really cool uh, stories about giving back and um, just even some things that, you know, as we get older in our lives, there's some really difficult conversations that you have to have with people and, you know, even difficult things that happen in relationships. So we've got some experts coming back to give their opinions and their advice on some pretty interesting conversation or pretty interesting topics. So we've got some cool things lined up for the CDL fans. we some requests for yeah. some of these. So it was always one we want to top- tackle, but we have to figure out how to tackle it on our end and then to bring it to you in the best way. And we think we nailed it and we can't wait to share it with you because... We love a Zen friend comeback. Oh, yeah. They're so good. Oh, we love, love them bringing yeah. them back in because then you guys get to know them how yeah, we know them. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really fun. So that being said, we're really excited to re-release Barrett's episode and enjoy listening. Enjoy. Hey, Zen friends. Welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Oh, 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 o
We are back in the studio times two. I know. We are really on a roll. I'm, I'm really impressed with our commitment to getting our summer struggle ahead of time. Right. It's like, you know, it. it's like we're being prepared, Brittany. Who are we? I'm completely prepared for this to go out the window and like fall to shit next week. But well, not today. Not today. Not today. Not today. <laughs> to not quote today. our favorite artist, Stark, not today. Not today. <laughs> but today, we do have a really special guest in the studio today. And tell our <laughs> listeners about Miss Barrett Gargala. Barrett Gargala. The BG, the original. <laughs> <laughs> I love this girl. The BG. She is great. She is a Louisville native. Mm-hmm. She is, okay, she is like the OG Lululemon mm-hmm. girl. Like, she is one of the original who brought the store to Louisville. Mm-hmm. She is responsible for many of my legging and top obsessions <laughs> from the store. <laughs> she's like, oh, girl, I walk in, and she's like, this I, I can't even need. look. And she's like, no, 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 stop looking at that. Come here, try this on. You I'm need like, this. dang, I'm like, dang, girl, you good this. Good. So that is... um that's actually one of my favorite memories of you is just the the Lululemon, <laughs> like here you go. Oh my God, you're a goddess. I Take love this. you so much. Yes, yes. <laughs> you but need you're it. you're way more than just a sales associate and, and leggings. <laughs> you're way more than leggings. leggings. I mean, yes. it is my strong Although suit. leggings are life. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You you have you have really. Um, I mean, you've nailed the look with leggings. Mm. It being like streetwear, and I'm like, yes. Barrett's I'm not. It's cu- like I can't pull it off the way you do. I mean, I'm not an expert at a lot of things, but leggings, I'm an expert. <laughs> you are an expert. You're like, which, how can I make this my best life? I feel like All if you're the wearing times. them out to a bar, you have mastered. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. um, let's talk all about the mastery of right. what mastery. <laughs> we have you more in here for other reasons other than leggings. Yes. The main thing that we were wanting to bring Barrett in, and, and a little track back. So in our CZL family, we like to talk about many things: entrepreneurship, motherhood, and maybe even like nonprofits and here and there. Mm-hmm. But today, we like to share stories. Yes. And Barrett's story is a fantastic one. It's filled with recovery. Um, I mean, it's as real as, as it's going to get. Yes. I, mean, I, I, I was going to say raw, but... <laughs> yes, yeah. it's raw. It's going to get real. real. It's, it's gonna get, we're going to get real, real quick. <laughs> all right, Barrett. So tell us where your journey begins. Yes. Uh, well, thank you all for having me on. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us in the closet. This so excited. Exciting. I was like, oh, we really are in the closet. Got yeah. it. Love it. <laughs> um, we'll come out in just a moment. Um, so <laughs> we... Um, I guess I've been spending the last year and a half talking with other women in other groups. And when I walked in today, I wanted to share that um, addiction does not discriminate. And that's um, what's been going on in my life for the last 10 years, um, to be honest. And um, just to get it out of the way, I just celebrated a year and a half clean. So, yeah. Nice. Uh So, just to start the congratulations thank you very much um and really it all started out with a perfect childhood i could not have asked i was just sharing with um Brittany and shannon that i could not have asked for a better childhood and better parents um half hippie half high maintenance my mom does not um, mow the grass without her diamonds on and my father (laughs) is fully tatted from head to toe and they're still happily married after 35 years um, they are the parent lottery. Oh my gosh, they, they're so great. Like, I don't know. It, yep. It's amazing. Um, my sister and I are best friends. She's, I mean, phenomenal. I have an older half-sister. So I really had this picture-perfect life. 
And I think that no matter what, you could have put me in a steel box and I would have um, become an addict, um, to be honest. Um, my father was an addict. His father was an addict. My grandfather died an addict, but my father has 33 years clean. Oh, wow. And, yeah. That's amazing. And I grew up going to NA meetings and I grew up going um, to these things and I thought that'll never be me. So I went to college. I went to UK. We're fast forwarding quite a bit, but I went to UK <laughs> <laughs> um, to become a sexologist. And uh, that's where I find myself in life again. And that's about empowering women to love their bodies. Um, I wanted, do you all remember Dr. Ruth? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, older yeah, yeah. lady, you know, with the little doll. She's still kicking and, it too. Oh yeah. She's rocking it. She's great. I wanted to be like her, but young and cute and on like MTV. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That didn't really pan out as I had planned. <laughs> I found out you kind of have to get your doctorate. Otherwise people just think you're a perv. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unfortunately, yeah. um, my life took a little detour. Um, after, so I went to UK and I found out that, I'm a very smart girl, which is, you know, hard to say, but I am in the sense that I could, I could do a lot of, um, well, let's just say I could do a lot of drugs and a lot of drinking and still get great grades. It was, it was great. Management. So, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so really what I learned in all of that is I wish I had challenged myself more. Um, and I had a great time. I had the picture perfect college time. I partied a lot. And when I got out, the party kept going. Mm -hmm. And um, I can remember the, a, a moment in my life, a good friend of mine, you know, I had I decided that she had a problem. Obviously, I didn't, but she did. So I held an intervention for a friend of mine at, at my apartment with some of our friends and her family. And right before the family got there, I took a shot and then held an intervention for this girl. Now, she had the problem, not me, of course, you know, that makes sense. Um, so my life continued on in this um, very strange haze. And um, I was sitting in my apartment one day and I had this moment of clarity. It was around 11 o'clock in the afternoon. And are we allowed to cuss on this show? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, we have oh, to eat. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so I was real messed up. It was not okay. And um, I thought, well, it's, a, it's 11 and it's a little early. I guess I could start drinking. It's kind of early for that. But all my friends were busy. They were at work. They had jobs. Right. I was really How bored. How old were you at this time? <laughs> at this time, I was 24. Okay. Okay. I was really bored. And so I thought, well, I don't know what to do. And I had this moment of clarity and I don't know where it came from or how it happened. And I thought to myself... I need help. And I got up out of the couch and I started driving myself to my first meeting for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling my dad I'm over and over and over again. He wasn't answering his phone. And I was like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta tell my dad, I gotta, I gotta do something. So I called that friend that I had had that intervention for. And I told her what was going on. And she said, yeah, you gotta go to a meeting. I said, we try to get a hold of my dad. So I went to my first NA meeting that day. It was noon. And uh, it was the first time I ever identi identified as an addict, raised my hand and was able to say that in front of a group of people. And instead of just going for, for my father mm -hmm. um, to support him, it was like, oh, I'm here for me today. And that, that day was very important. And I walked out of that meeting and I walked into the parking lot and my dad was standing there with his arms open. Aww. Aww. And... Uh, that's such a moving moment. I know. I love I'm, that so I'm, much. I know. I know. Yeah. And um, so I like ran to him and I put his arms around me and we got in the car and uh, 
I said, Dad, you knew? He said, yeah, honey, we all knew. I said, well, why didn't you stop me? He said, honey, if we had tried to stop you, you would have ran as far as you can in the other direction. You had to be the one to stop you. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you're right. So that day is very important for those reasons. And also something that I missed in that was that was the first and the last meeting that I went to for the next three years. Mm. So while I stayed clean for three years during this time, I wasn't doing anything to work on myself. I wasn't looking inward. At this time, I did find Lululemon. Mm-hmm. I started working. I found my passion. I was, you know, I was starting to hustle and really felt alive again. I was taking care of my body. I found yoga. I found CrossFit. I found all these different ways to honor myself because I spent so many years destroying my body. Mm-hmm. Um, at I found out that I have Hashimoto's disease, and um, it's really been something that since then has what I felt like held me back. I mean, it makes me very tired. It makes me super lethargic and it, it affects me every day to this day. And so I found out that I had that during this time and my career was flourishing though. And I got some promotions and I moved out of town with my job and things were happening. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, I remember that little substance that I used to use that made me like Superwoman. I could use that again. I could do I'm that. good. I could do that again. I could just take one. Should I say what, I, what it was? Or That's no? fine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I would just take Adderall like I, like I would, mm-hmm. you know, um, was a child. I would take enough for an entire kindergarten class, basically. <laughs> I mean, it was not just take one. It was take a hundred, you know. Okay. And so. What was your reaction when this happened? So wh- I went to the doctor and I w- thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just take it as prescribed. Well, that, that, that doesn't happen if you're an addict. That's impossible. <laughs> so quickly, I'm right back down the rabbit hole. Did your doctor inquire about your addiction or was she... Did she know about your past? Or? Was she privy she, to this information? So I had moved to Florida and I told the doctor, I said, I used to take it and I'd like to get re-prescribed to it. And she said, okay, mm. and wrote me a new prescription. So I think that a lot of times in different states it's different but in florida she just she didn't care she right. just wrote me a new prescription here you go sent me on my way mm-hmm. so that's when things progressed and they say that your addiction picks up right where you left off they weren't kidding because mm. it just picked right back up now at this time a couple things happened i got my first tattoo and when i got my first tattoo i sent a text message to my parents hey i got my first tattoo <laughs> i sent a picture of the tattoo and i got a girlfriend picture of me and the girlfriend Mm. that is how i came out to my family they were like oh all right and my dad wrote back hey i like girls too i was like (laughs) okay cool um yeah love dad um dad's awesome yeah (laughs) then so how did mom take this news so um the best way i can describe it and um it was described this way um by my family to me it's like oh i gotta move these yeah no worries It's like having a a speedboat and the Belle of Louisville side by side. And I'm the speedboat. And I made a quick turn and decided, (laughs) hey, I'm going to be a lesbian. And I was on my way again. And the Belle of Louisville takes a little longer to make that turn. And then they're going the same direction as you. Right. So that was the way that it was described to me. That's perfect. But yeah, right? Yeah. So my family is fully supportive. It just took them some time to be like, Okay, we're going this way now. Yeah, and um, and at this point, it's been a few years, and I've dated other other women, and 
um, am currently in a really healthy relationship with a, a fabulous woman. And I, um, it just took my parents a little longer to make the turn. Sure. And I didn't pick the best examples in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. You, yeah. Gotta, you know, you get in your feet. You gotta test the waters. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. You have yeah. had to test the waters. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, you normally you, you practice this beginning phases of dating when you're 14 and 15, as I did with men. Well, I was doing the practicing with these women when I was like 26, 27. It was all new, but it was also very rough waters. I didn't know what I was doing in it, if it was going to go the right way. And if I, you know, so it was, um, it was a little later in life to test things out and <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. So, um, Elle, who I'm dating right now, she's phenomenal. My family's super close with her. And she, she asks me questions like, how okay. are you? And what can I do to support you? I'm like, oh, oh, what, what a concept. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is healthy. That's oh, amazing. this is yeah. what healthy looks like. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so uh, back to Florida. So where <laughs> I'm in, I'm in Florida. I'm found drugs again and the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I, um, I moved to Columbia, South Carolina with my job. That's where my addiction really progressed to, um, to its height. Um, so were you still taking Adderall at this time, uh-huh, but and, at the, among at other things? Adderall, but at this point, I'm buying more and more and more and more of it from other people. You all know Venmo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was Venmoing my drug dealer. I mean, it, let's okay. just, yeah, we were it's at pretty a, easy these days. Yeah. The <laughs> I know. Shoot. It was a whole new level of intensity, and, you know, technology made it so easy. Um, were, and, you, were you doing drugs with the girlfriend? So the girl that I was dating at the time also is an addict. Okay. Um, and, and she knew your story? She knew my story. Okay. She also was an addict. Um, her and I ended up moving to Las Vegas together. Um, we got secret married at one point. Secret married? Secret married. And I still to this day cannot <laughs> tell you what the date of that was. Um, okay. It was my, that important. Uh-huh, yeah. It was that <laughs> important. Yeah, I was all in. Um, didn't tell my family. And now I'm sure that you all can tell from just from my story alone. Like my family is so important to me. And the fact that they didn't know these things. Right. You know, it was not okay. Big red flag. Yeah, like, bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Did that capsize the Bell of Louisville at that point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did not go well. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely a lot of waves there. So um, during that time, I um, I made some poor decisions, and I, I actually ended up losing my job at Lululemon there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they let me leave. And as I'm driving home in my brand new Mercedes that I had just purchased, um, that I couldn't afford, by the way, but I bought while uh, I was high, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking to myself, how dare they fire me? I am the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am awesome. I am right. wonderful. They, well, they are going to fail without me. Now, I wasn't in my right mind, you know, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking... This is, I'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. But as that money supply quickly dwindled and I wasn't able to get my source of my high anymore, things fell apart very quickly. Mm -hmm. So were you aware that you were back in the addiction cycle? Absolutely. I knew that I was there and I just didn't care. You didn't care. At that point. And I think a lot of drug use comes um, comes with that apathy and that ability to just look away and like, oh, it's fine. Um... I'll be fine. I can stop when I want. And um, the money started running out. <clears throat> I'm, st- I'm, you know, I'm starting to like sell my clothes and sell all my belongings. And it really wasn't, I, I was able to have that moment of clarity again. 
and it brought me to my knees in a um, very literal sense. And I called my parents and I was bawling. And um, I said, I, I need to come home and I need help. Mm-hmm. And I came home and uh, I went to some treatment facilities and thought about, you know, doing some um, inpatient or out of patient rehab. And it, what ended up happening is I went to 90 meetings in 90 days and I got a sponsor and I started working steps and I started looking at myself. And in that time, I got another job in Las Vegas. And Ooh, so, back to the scene of the crime. Uh-huh, yeah. So this, so the girl that I had secret married, her and I went off to Las Vegas and I started working. And I, um, while I was clean and sober, by the way, Las Vegas has great recovery. Um, a lot of addicts there. So yeah, they need to have it. a lot okay. of recovery. Well, that's yeah. where the people are. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was still clean. I was still, you know, working a program. And I was trying to fit my old way of life. So the same car, the same kind of job, the same lifestyle into this new way of being. So that didn't work, needless to say. Mm-hmm. And um, regardless of anyone's beliefs of, you know, God, man, woman, whatever, that I do believe that there's someone out there or something out there that's bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. I'll call it my higher, higher power because that's what they call it in NA. So my higher power um, did for me what I couldn't do for myself. My, um, <laughs> my wife cheated on me. I need to go back a little bit because this story is mm-hmm. kind of effed up. Mm-hmm. So how did you find out that she was oh, she, oh. she was cheating on you? Yeah. So <laughs> oh, this one's good. Yeah. Um, so I got a text message from a friend of mine. It was a screenshot of this woman's story. So she had blocked me on her Instagram stories, but posting that she was taking another girl to a wedding, and I was like, oh. Were you still legally married at the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still legally married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I sent her the picture. I was like, what? What is this? And she was like, where'd you get that? You know, the whole thing. And it's like, it doesn't matter where I got it. Like, this is it. And so, again, my higher power led me in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I um, was driving home from that meeting and got hit head on by a drunk driver. I was driving home. So I found out about the incident. I went to a meeting and on my way home from an NA meeting, got hit head on by a drunk driver. Totaled that car that I couldn't afford. Oh my gosh. That is your higher power. Uh huh. Yep. Same. And I lost my job. My grandmother was in a very quick decline, and my higher power basically sent my, my butt home real quick to Louisville, Kentucky. So I got rid of all my stuff. My dad came and got me. He came from Louisville to Las Vegas in four hours. That is the power of a parent when you say, I need you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In four hours, he was there. Wow. Yeah. And we packed up a van and we drove across the U.S. and had the best time ever and (laughs) went and saw the Grand Canyon. And he's he is the most amazing man. And he um, he has been there for me as the rest of my family has. um, And they just loved me back to life as I needed it. And so um, came home and really took time to look at my life and rebuild and decide what do I want to be? What do I want to be when I grow up? Because I get to start again. And I don't know how many people at 31 get to start again and decide what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. And so here I am. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm sorry. I'm going to cry. Second time she's falling apart this week. I know, I, don't like, worry. Don't I just, worry. Because I know your family and I, I love know. your family and like the, the love a parent has for a child and to know that 
I mean, you can always go home. It, it, you can always mm-hmm. go home. And the, your parents didn't judge you for mm-hmm. what you did. They, mm-hmm. like you said, they loved you back to life. And I think that is the most beautiful way you could ever put it. And I love that even at 31, you can see that. Because yeah. I think a lot of people don't have the ability to look at that mm-hmm. that way. And there's a lot of blame that goes on for a lot of people. But yeah. the fact that you're able to take acceptance and you're not blaming it on anything, you're like, no, it's, these are my fuck ups. I did this. Yeah. But you still allowed your parents to love you back to life. It's, yeah. it's just so beautiful. And I love it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, <laughs> it's beautiful. And, and through this whole story, you can you can hear your your dad is a huge part of it. On the other side of it, we're, how were how is he helping the other members of your family, like your mom and your sister? Because he's so knowledgeable in this mm-hmm. arena, but they are not in the dark, but not in the light. They're, they're not one of one of us, is what you know. A lot of addicts say is like, my mom can have a glass of wine, and so can my sister, and then be done. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that concept. <laughs> um, like, no, so, there's a bo- there's a whole good bottle. <laughs> there's a whole thing left. What are you gonna do? Is save it? Oh. She's got five friends in there. Let them out. <laughs> Yeah, so they're like... That cork isn't just a suggestion. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So they're normal people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I think that um, my mom, she is the best caregiver and the best caretaker that I could ask for a role model. And she really showed me what, like, motherly love is and um, just kind of welcomed me with open arms. And the way she put it to me, she was like, you know, come home and lick your wounds. Like, you've you've been through some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. And that was the cool part to see of uh, them just, like, letting me um, heal. Uh, my sister is um, she's a sassy little thing. <laughs> the exact opposite of you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just picture me and then give give someone the exact opposite. And that's my sister. And she has always been my best friend. And she's the one. She's one of those sisters that like. So, so this one time <laughs> I accidentally and I don't know how any of this happened and I can't go into detail, but I somehow accidentally shaved part of my hair on my left hand side, like right by my ear, almost like the sideburn area. Well, like no one would ever say anything about that or the fact that it's growing out except for her. She's like, what happened over here? What is this? I'm like, oh, she would. Yeah, What's going on over there? She's great. <laughs> and hey, see, if you're listening, we love you so much. We love you so much. And at the same time, she... Um, uh, here's the thing. Addiction left a wake of destruction behind it. I mean, I hurt a lot of people for a lot of years. I told a lot of lies. A lot of lies that I didn't even need to tell. They just kind of flew out of my mouth half the time. <laughs> and, you know, and all of a sudden I was getting better and I wanted everybody else. Okay, forgive me now. As a normal addict does, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm better. Okay, let's be better. That I, that bear yeah. didn't exist. Yeah, that, that wasn't me. the real one. Yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't work like that. So I had a lot of like repair attempts and um, a lot of time to just show a lot of people, but a, a lot of it was for my sister of like, I, I'm, this is me and I'm, I'm back and I'm not going anywhere and I love you and, um, and I'm sorry. I'm really sorry mm-hmm. um, that I hurt you so badly because she's my ride or die. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The minute that I called home and said, I need, I need, I need help. Um, she was the one that booked my dad the flight to get there in four hours. And she's the one that drove his ass to the airport, you know, going 90 miles an hour and said, we'll get you some, we're going to get you dad. We're going to get, we're going to get you home. It's going to be okay. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay. I love you. And um, even though she's so pissed at me, you know, at that time, she's like, it's going to be okay. We love you. Come home. Mm-hmm. Um, so they... 
are just wonderful, wonderful humans. And one, I couldn't ask for a better family. My older sister, Disa, lives in New York. And no matter what, she is just said, I love you. I believe in you. I love you. I believe in you. Just keep keep going. Keep fighting. I see it. I see it. I see you're trying. I see that you've got that spark in you. Don't let it go. Mm-hmm. And I've always known that about myself, that I've got something in me. I don't know what it is just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I've got something yeah. inside of me that I'm going to be able to give other people uh, and inspire other people with. So... It's not easy to come in and share my story and let everybody know that, yeah, I fucked up pretty bad and I hurt a lot of people and I've done a lot of awful things. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. There are other mm-hmm. people, someone out there, I don't know who or when or why, will hear my story and say, hey, that's me. Mm-hmm. And be able to relate. And that's all that matters is that one person hears it. 100%. Power of one. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. I agree. So going back to the recovery part, what does, obviously there's a relapse mm-hmm. that happened. Yep. It, how prominent is that in the recovery process? I would say, they say oftentimes like that recovery is, or that relapse is a huge part of recovery. And it, it all has to do with one, how desperate you are, and two, how hard of a program you work. Um, there are very few people that I can identify or can, that I can name that d- haven't had a relapse. Not to say that you have to have one in order to qualify. My dad mm-hmm. never relapsed. He decided to get clean and he stayed clean for 33 years and he said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I think the first time that I, um, you know, said that I was done, I, I wanted to go out there and just mess the waters, <laughs> double check <laughs> that I was really finished. And so I can say this time without a doubt, I'm finished. Yeah. Um, I, it, it brought me to my knees in every single way possible. Uh, it took everything away from me, literally. Every dollar, every possession, every everything, except for uh, the love that my family has for me. And, and thank God that they kept that because some people lose that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I don't have my own car right now. I don't have a job that I've figured out I want to do right now. I, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't have, but I have a really strong family. I have a really strong partner and um, I have a really strong belief in myself that something's, something's out there for me. Mm. So I'm going to clap back on that one, girl. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Love it. Love so it. what does your self-love look like today? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of self-love uh, in the sense that, so I go to, I don't know, three, four meetings a week. I, um, I also represent the area for my home group. I have a sponsor. I work steps. So I look at myself. I go to yoga mm, five, if not more days a week. I do a lot of yoga. And for me, it's not about the physical. It's about, um, slowing down enough to look inside myself. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation, uh, you know, a lot of podcasts or reading just different books. You know, I, we were talking about Brene Brown and how can I look at myself more and more and also giving back. So going to the healing place or going to um, different women's groups. There's a group out in Shelbyville of moms or women that are pregnant or women with newborn babies that are in recovery. So like going and sh- talking with them and how can I support them? How can I give back? Cause I took so much from so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, so service work, I'm going to the women's shelter downtown and just help helping, you know, how can I 
Is there any sort of forms that you need to fill out? Or can I hold your baby while you fill out a form that needs to be done? Or do you need toiletries or, you know, whatever it is that I can do, it's time for me to give back. So a lot of my self-help is actually giving it away. And I love that. Me mm -hmm. too. Yeah. How, <clears throat> looking at what your addiction, how your addiction started with Adderall, mm -hmm. how popular is that today? I, I would say that it is the number one drug used at most colleges. Um, and I started when I was in, I, I learned about it when I was in high school. And that's the thing is it, it's everywhere. And it's a prescription. So people, I think, are less protective of it. And it can be passed off as like, oh, this is my prescription. But it's not. And is it abused? And, you know, it helps people stay skinny. It helps people focus. It, help, it helped me be superwoman. I didn't have to sleep. I didn't have to eat. And I could do everything. And it also ruined my life. You know, so mm -hmm. I, I can never forget. Because there are times they call it euphoric recall of like, Oh, I remember when I could do everything and I was, you know, so thin and da, da, da. I have to remember. And then it ruined my life, you know, and mm -hmm. then I gave everything away because there is that downfall of it and that um, the dark side of it. Yeah. So, I mean, the higher you are, the mm -hmm. harder you fall. fall. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of it. I mean, the your clarity looking back right now. I mean, is that something that you use like every day to keep moving forward? I would say it's a vigilance that I have to keep every day um, because it's easy for me to um, do what's easy or to do what's comfortable and I have to continue to do what's not comfortable. So every single day that I was using, I made sure that I was using or that I found drugs. So now that I'm clean every single day, I need to stay vigilant to my recovery. Mm -hmm. And every single day, I need to make sure that I'm finding the next right step. And put as much effort into not using drugs as I did into finding drugs. And trust mm -hmm. me, it was a lot of effort um, <laughs> before. So I have to put a lot of effort into it now. And even just um, in a career, you know, I could go get a job anywhere. I, I am a very qualified person. I you know, I have a lot of skill sets and different things. And I don't want to just do the next thing that's easy. Mm -hmm. I want to do the next thing that fuels my soul. And if that means waiting another six months or six days, it doesn't matter. I'm going to wait until I find that next thing that fuels my soul. And until then, I'm going to give back to other people. And even after that, I'm going to keep giving back. Mm -hmm. So. I love it. Wow. I know. This is such a great story. I know. <laughs> and going back to your yoga it. practice, because sometimes I'm right next to you. And yeah. I love how you do take that time. Sometimes mm -hmm. you are just laying down the entire time. Yep. Or sometimes that you're like, I'm just going to be in child's pose. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely see the, the transformation there. And I think that's so powerful because you're just giving what you, you need for your soul. Yeah. yeah. And some days I always show up. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I might be, you know, practicing really hard and, you know, try pushing myself to the next pose. And some days you're right. There have been many, many days that I just lay there. Mm -hmm. And the, the practice for me is stay in the room and that stay in the game, stay in it with myself. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really the, the challenge. Yeah. Oh, staying in that room when someone next to you mm -hmm. is not staying still. Mm -hmm. And the judgment and the self-worth and your, uh, I've been there. Yeah. It's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Is stay on your mat and just live in your stillness while the world is going on around you. Yeah. And, and in, you know, I, 
I'm a huge Bend and Zen. I go there. It's my studio. I've, everybody has their own studio. And I'll, I would go anywhere. And I love so many of the teachers around town. And I love so many of the studios. And for me, that's where I call home. And for me, I really appreciate that there's a mirror right in front of me. Because I always have to look right at myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and really stay focused on, like, what... This is not about any of the other 20 people in the room. This is about me. So, um... It's a moment for me to not project anything and to really slow down. Mm-hmm. We, um, <clears throat> sorry, we're talking off air about, you know, your next step and like what you want to do and what you want to give back. What, can you share a little bit more about what your big, hairy, scary goal? <laughs> <laughs> so my, my big, big goal one day um, would be to be able to speak to large groups of women and men, either doesn't matter, either one, and empower them to love themselves, love, love their bodies. So I went to school initially, like I said, to be a sexologist. And I think really what the true meaning of that was, was about loving yourself and loving your body no matter where you are. Um, you know, I've, I said before, like, I've weighed 20 pounds more than I do right now, and I've weighed 20 pounds less. And either way, I love myself. I th- I think I'm wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so many women and girls these days don't feel that way. And so I was, I was given that gift to have that instilled in me. And how can we do that for other people and for the next generation? I know that both of you all have younger kids and it's something that I think that we really need to focus on giving attention to, um, just loving ourselves where we're at, Mm -hmm. whether it's, because it's always a journey, right? Mm. And it's a, what is your journey going to be? And your journey doesn't have to look like my journey mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa. So I want to be able to get on a stage and also teach women about their bodies. I think that, to be really frank, like, I'm going to tell an embarrassing story. I can't believe I'm about to do this. <laughs> Go oh my it. God, I'm going to do it. I on, love it. I'm going to do it on air. I actually didn't <laughs> admit this until about six months ago, and I'm going to do it on air right now. <laughs> so <laughs> when I got my period, I... Um, I got a tampon and I wasn't aware that the tampon actually went inside of your vagina. I thought it just went outside of your vagina. <laughs> so, so for the first So for the first 6 months that I wore a tampon, it was just hanging out in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, what? I know. You paint the picture. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I, did, was it out of the applicator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just like the cotton. So yeah, the bottom just, just kind of like, yeah. Did you wonder why there was a string? <laughs> This is so funny. <laughs> yeah, yep. I did read the box one day, and that's really what gave me some clarity. And I was like, wait, you put this where? <laughs> oh, my God. That's really funny. Yeah, I love it. I love every... I could say something. Right right I'm yeah, sweating I mean, right now. No, it's great. It's great. I can imagine that there's so many women right now who are like, oh, we've got a story. Yes. The first uh-huh. time you learn. Yeah, oh, my uh-huh. gosh. I mean... Yeah, I would do put, an entire box trying to figure. I was like, lay on a toilet, like what? When, like, I, don't look that in. I know. Like, I don't look like the picture. What's going on? This doesn't. This is not working. This is not working. Oh my gosh! The first time I got my period, this is no joke. If my brother's <laughs> listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had a stomach bug. I had a really bad stomach bug, and so I'm like puking and all the things, and I start my period that day. And since my brother was in college at this time, he was home. Luckily, my parents were out of town, and 
yeah. And I said, Chad, you're, you're, I just start my period. He's like, well, doesn't mom have something? But they, it's all like super. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm a super, you know, like, <laughs> I don't think I'm super. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, well, what do you want me to do? I was like, you have to go up and get me stuff. So yeah. he went up to the local like Safeway oh. and like got all the things and fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) So I'm in the half bath, like puking, but also trying to read the box. It was the most mortifying. I mean, I'm glad my brother was there. Looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh. But it's so funny. I'm like, like, we were so unprepared. Yes, so (laughs) unprepared. But I had no idea. I had no idea what to do. No. No. It's something we didn't talk about. No, absolutely. And like for another example, if you're in college and you're listening, do not go to the library for the entire night in your leggings. Wear some looser pants, you know, like, you gotta love your vaginal health, you know, just small tips like that. I really feel like w- women should know these things and they just yes. don't. Right. And like, love their bodies and learn about their bodies and, you know, what it might mean to like, have pleasure and it not be the wrong thing mm-hmm. and it not be a dirty thing and it not be something that we don't ever talk about like it's okay for you to enjoy yourself yeah. and and what does that even mean so uh that's my my big goal my yeah. big hairy audacious goal is to um one day be able to talk to women about that and and men men yeah. too i don't i don't know as much about the men category right. but i could learn <laughs> uh, yeah yeah you're very astute you can yes. figure things out and too like it's all about communication mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just talking about your body and feeling like oh i go through that yeah and then and what else does that lead to and breaking down the shame game that goes yes. with it and i mean i know we feel the same like when i mean i i've caught my kids exploring their bodies and i'm never one to be like put that away or you know yeah, i'm like don't touch me yeah. yeah i'm like that hey it's we all have them. Do you have yep. any questions? I'm happy to answer. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't shame in this house for exploring by any means. And I'm like, mm-hmm. just not in public. Stay curious. Yeah. <laughs> Stay curious. Stay curious. Yeah. Do it. Can't do it in public. And yeah. other oh, than boys that. do. Boys are like, yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, no, no. <laughs> Hands out. <laughs> it's right. I can see him, fella. Put, put it away. Put it away. <laughs> like, it just starts so young. Oh. Yeah. They're just like, oh. And I mean, they'll be talking to you and like, <laughs> just like mm-hmm. hands in the pants. I'm like, Honey, finish your sentence, <laughs> and then please go wash your hands. <laughs> I do agree. That has always been something, a cornerstone of our parenting, that we never want to feel shame. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we felt a lot of shame growing up. Yeah. It was just there was a lack of knowledge. So I think yeah. lack of knowledge is also a part of, like, we didn't talk about it, so it must be shameful. Right. So yes. it doesn't mean that yes, shame yes. had to be placed upon you. Mm-hmm. It's just a lack of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. A lack of knowledge. And, and how can... How can we make a whole shift? And it's it's not my job to, sh- you know, shift an entire generation. And just a few people, a few kids knowing, a few, you know, adolescents, a few girls even in recovery, like, hearing my story, being able to see, like, oh, she pulled it together. And, mm-hmm. like, she loves herself. Like, any sort of self-love, I think, is really what I'm trying to move towards for myself and for um, anyone that I talk to. So... That's redemption sad. stories. I know, man. <laughs> Everybody has a redemption story. <laughs> right? I mean, I, th- I think that it's, it's just great to put it out there. Yeah. We love you. I know. We love you. It's so great. PG. You're, you're welcome to come back in the closet anytime. Oh, my gosh. Thank <laughs> I you. I mean, you worked really hard to get out of it. Yeah, I'm but out, but I'll, I'll come sit in your right. closet any day. It's pretty. Yeah, it is very pretty. You can just come oh, hang. It's kind of fun. It's great. It is fun. Thank um, you so much like for finish. Oh, yeah. We've got some questions oh, for you. Oh, Two oh. questions. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Okay, good. Okay. 
Oh, wait. Typically, we like to ask team coffee or team wine, but we know. Yeah. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. not team wine. And I'm not really fine. a team coffee either. It's all team Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> all day. Every, <laughs> every day. day. <laughs> I think it takes me back to the time where I was, like, 22. I mean, you could have, like, I didn't see an IV. Yeah, that's straight. I mean, I brought, what, like, a tall boy Diet you, Coke when I've I walked never in the door. Seen a tall boy Diet Coke. <laughs> I've never seen a Diet Coke that thick. No, it's, it's impressive. I was yeah. like, wow. All right. Well, yeah. here you go. Um, but, okay, so... Team taco or team pizza? Mm. Oh, pizza all day with ranch. All day, every day. <gasps> right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm really leaning towards the gluten-free pizza these days because I'm trying to be healthy with my ranch <laughs> intake, you know? Have you tried the Papa John's gluten-free? It is pretty good. It's, it's dynamite. It is. I like the Domino's yeah. gluten-free, personally. Oh. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that one, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I, 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 honestly, a vehicle I really, for the ranch, yeah. just yeah. a vehicle. Yeah, exactly. I'm really big into the California Pizza Kitchen cauliflower crust. Ooh. It's actually very, very good. I've got a good one. I don't know the name, but it's in my fridge. I'll show it to you. It's oh. delish. Oh, delish. Um, what kind of ranch are you? Oh, um, well, I prefer the like homemade like ranch that mm-hmm. they make in the restaurants. You know, I yeah. when I say homemade, I'm not making it at home, <laughs> but someone is making it in the kitchen. Uh-huh. But um, Hidden Valley, if, if okay. it must be store brand, yes. HV, mm-hmm. right. HV, I take it. Outback has the best ranch. Let's just oh. be honest. Have you ever had Outback Ranch? Dynamite. Yes. It's Dynamite Ranch. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's almost like a blizzard. You can turn it upside down. (laughs) So thick. But that's where you know the money is. It's not going to drip. They have very very good ranch. Yes. I could bathe in that. I know. (laughs) So good. Of course, my heart always lies with Outback. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Taking it back to yoga, what's your favorite yoga pose right now? In this, in today or yesterday or maybe this week? Hmm. We ask the hard-hitting questions here at CVL. I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> we do. Um, I, favorite yoga pose. Gosh, that's such a good question. I love um, floor bow. Ooh. Mm. Yes. Because it makes me feel like a superhero because I'm, I'm like, I can do this so well. I'm rocking it. My, he- my feet are above my head and yes. my body will go in this direction. I feel like this is a great party trick for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not a big upside down person. Um, I broke my arm when I was eight and had five surgeries. And so I, I really don't invert a lot. So that's one of my best party tricks. Mm, nice. Yeah. I dig it. Next time you have, have you in class, we'll do floor bow. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really working on my um, my dancer pose for whatever balance and I aren't as, don't get along quite as much. But I'm like, I could rock this pose if I could just stand up Yeah. and not fall over. Hey, I love <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's the challenge, right? I love that you have clarity. Yes. In your in your practice, that's it's a beautiful. Thing. Got a goal there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. It. All right. Well, yes. where can our listeners find you if they want to find you? On, where uh, are you? Yeah. I, yeah, I'm on I'm on Instagram. You're on the gram. You're on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the gram. <laughs> and other than that, that's about it. Okay. You need to be anywhere else. Oh, you can always find me at Ben and Zen. Also, just in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do pretty much at all times. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that you have a yoga community because when you practice, although it's great to have a home practice, and we heavily advocate for that absolutely but also building that yoga community can help with Mm -hmm. so many things i I tell you what that studio and those teachers and just the consistency that it gave me of seeing certain faces and certain people being able to just say like hey good to see you again like felt amazing and and that's really what kept me going going back and showing up and now it just feels like home like i I really do feel like that's my home oh well you are home Oh. I'm glad you're home. Home is where you roll out your mat. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. Yes. Thank you all.
Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.